Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by Pastor Matthew Fuller. All right. Good morning, everybody. How we doing? Doing good. Good, good, good. It's a great day. It is a great day to be alive. The sun is shining. Hopefully the season is changing outside. The natural season here in Michigan, it's, uh, what is it, a little schizophrenic. It snows one minute and rains the next and sunny the next. 20 degrees colder, 20 degrees hotter. All in an hour. It's an interesting time here in Michigan. All right. Well, I'm going to get started here. I'm going to move this cord so that I don't fall. Although it would be funny because this is on uh, Facebook. It might be interesting to rewatch if I do. Um, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop right into this. But I've been, uh, I've been thinking a lot lately about this season. Obviously, we're all in a unique time. It's a, it's a different way of doing life. And uh, I think we're not going to come out of this going back to our old way. We've heard that many times before that we're not going back to, to what was, but we're going into something that is completely different and something that is completely new. And this, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story uh, this morning about a, a business that I own. The name of it is Mudpenny, which keep your eyes peeled for those Mudpenny fans out there. We have a very big announcement coming up. I don't know if we're going to do it today. Are we doing it today? Do it to, we're going to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be our big day to announce something great that's going to be happening this coming Thursday. So watch Facebook. Watch Instagram. But, okay, here we go. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story about uh, this, this company that I started. It, is what, it started off actually as a coffee cart. And I'm going to take you a little bit of a, on a journey with it and how it applies currently to the season that we are in and where it is that we are going. So I started off, uh, Mudpenny, I had this desire in my heart to do something different than what I was currently doing in my occupation. My wife was pregnant with our first daughter, and uh, we're up to four now, which is very exciting. But our first daughter, and the, the job that I had at the time didn't lend much to me being able to be home at a, at a specific schedule. So it was kind of a crazy schedule. Some days I'd work early mornings, other times I would work later at night, and I wouldn't find out what my schedule was until the day before the week started. So it just, it, it wasn't gonna be good long-term for family. And I had always had a vision in my heart to be able to, to be a great father and to raise a healthy family that's full of identity, that's full of strength and of power, that are walking in the, the ways of the kingdom. And that just wasn't going to be possible. So I, I, I had an idea. I said, Lord, I narrowed it down to two things. I'm either going to start a coffee cart and put them in office buildings and create a network of coffee carts, and, or I'm going to start a car wash. And I thought, you know what? The coffee's a little bit cooler than the car wash idea. So I'm going to go with the coffee route, and it was about, you know, a quarter of the price to get started than a car wash. And I figured I'd, I'd open up a car wash later in life. So I buy a coffee cart, and uh, I don't have a place for it yet. I don't have a, a facility for the coffee cart to go in, but I knew that I was supposed to start this business, that the Lord had actually spoken to me through prophetic words, through uh, purposes that I had had in my heart, through, through just personal vision that I had over my life. And so I buy this coffee cart, no place to put the coffee cart. Well, finally, a door opens up, and I'm able to put this coffee cart in a building. So there's a vision in my heart, but there wasn't, the, there wasn't a facility yet that could contain the vision in order for the vision to, to come to pass. 
Once this building came open, I was able to take this coffee cart, park it in the lobby of a building, and I started operating there, and I operated there for about six months. And I realized as I'm doing this, it's like, ah, this isn't fully it. This isn't everything that's in my heart. Like the coffee cart's cool, but I know that there's something else that needed to take place. And so there was actually a little bit of a pulling back of what that vision was and, and, a, and a rethinking of what potentially could be and what this thing could turn into. And through some uh, transitions that took place, I ended up seeing, you know what, instead of just a coffee cart, how about I open up a small coffee shop inside of office buildings? So still had the same kind of idea, but the vision expanded. Now this building that I was in couldn't contain and couldn't facilitate that vision. So I needed to find a new avenue to contain the vision that I had had. So I, I took in a, uh, an old, it was actually an old pharmacy. It was, a, it was a suite in a medical building and renovated that, that space so that the vision that I had could come and could come to pass in that space. So went through a process and did some renovation and got in there and started operating. And after some time, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna open up more of these in more office buildings. So I opened up another one in another office building, renovated another space, and, and as I'm doing that, I've got two of these operating at the same time. I'm like, ah, this just isn't it. You know, there's, there's, it's good, but it's not too profitable. This, this isn't still, isn't what's in my heart. It's in my heart, you know, to be able to employ a lot of people. It was one of the things that I wanted to go into business was not only that I was able to, for my life to, to that I would be able to actually have a healthy home life, but that I could actually give employees healthy home lives, that I could be able to create a culture that employees would actually be able to be valued and to be able to flourish. And so I'm like, this just, this isn't going to be it. And unfortunately, one of the, the, the newer location that I'd opened up was unsuccessful and it failed. So I had to pull back and, and it was a season where I had to pull back and actually evaluate what is really in my heart. What is truly, truly in my heart at this time? And I thought, you know what? I actually, I want to open up a full restaurant. So, but the place that I was in couldn't facilitate that vision from being, from coming to pass. So I had to find a new space. I had to go into a new territory in order to open up this new restaurant. So I was going, I was searching, I was meeting with uh, uh, a company that was gonna help me design a space once I found it. And as I'm doing that, I, I stumble across this opportunity for a building and I go into this building and this building, it is an under exaggeration to say that it was trashed. This thing was in total despair. It looked absolutely nothing like it looks right now. But the interesting thing about this building, so it was built, actually, I can't remember the exact year. I wish I would have looked it up. But the, uh, the building was originally built as a retail store. It was built to be a tire shop. It was a place that had big storefront windows on it. There's old pictures of the, of the building that I've, that I've uh, been able to see. And it had these big storefront windows. It was a place that was meant to be looked into. It was a place that was meant for human interaction, that people would actually walk in the door and, 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 and make transactions in there. And then over time, the purpose of that building started to change. You see, the, the, the building, there was an addition that took place on the building. There was a big warehouse that was added to the back of the building. And then the intention, the original intention of the building started to change, and it became 
a place of manufacturing and distribution. You see, the, the windows that people were actually supposed to look into, the, the, the doors that they were supposed to go into to interact were closed off and were actually sealed. The windows were completely blocked up. And what was once meant as a place of human interaction became nothing other than a place of manufacturing and distribution. But there was a new purpose for that building once again. And that building was about to go through a repurposing. And I felt like I heard the Lord say that this season, as much as it is a reset for the body of Christ and much of the world, is also a repurpose. Where, where there's, there's been so many of us that have had certain things, things that we actually thought that we were going to do with our lives. Certain ideas of what we thought life was going to look like. What we, thought, what, what we thought was going to happen with our life, and we had a structure. We, had, we, we started to create that structure in which our life was going to live. Let's say maybe it's family. Maybe it's, I want to raise a kid. I want to raise kids, and, um, I, and so we start to, to raise these children, in our, and, and before we know it, what, what we thought was going to be this great idea of interaction with other families, and we're going to have this whole group of families, and we're all going to, you know, be, be warm and cuddly with one another, and we're going to actually raise our children to be kingdom carriers, and we have this great vision that takes place. Well, all of a sudden, at some point, we started adding to that structure things that weren't meant to help the structure. For example, we started getting busy. We started doing works that all of a sudden we had to go from the structure serving the original vision to the vision becoming that we must serve that structure. See, as a result of this building changing hands and, 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 and changing what its original intention was, as the windows were blocked off of this building, trash started piling up inside. And eventually, what took place is the, the owner of that building at that time, all he became focused on, or one of the, one of the main things that, that took place, is he had to keep repairing this building. And all of his time and energy was put into repairing and focusing on the building instead of the building actually advancing what it was in the vision that was in this person's heart. And many of us have done this with so many things in our lives. We've had this idea of, of what our career was going to look like. Of, of, you know what, I want to do this career because I feel like this is what the Lord has for me and these are all the great things that I'm going to be able to provide for, for, for people because I, I want to, maybe, it's, maybe you're going to become a doctor and there's this, there's this passion to help people. But then all of a sudden you get into school and, and, and the, the vision, the original intention of what it was that you were going to do changes and all the focus becomes on the structure and the structure's purpose starts changing. And what happens, for example, again with families, as that focus changes, we bring our kids to school, we pick them up, we drop them off, we make dinner, we put them to bed. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And all the things in our heart that we thought we were going to do with our families, we're not able to because our lives have now been designed in a way that no longer facilitates the original vision and the original purposes that were placed in our heart. And I believe as a result of this season, of this drawing back, as of the, of the pulling away from the, the normal life, 
what's taking place is there's actually going to be shifts in, in people's careers. There's going to be shifts in the way that we do family. There's going to be shifts in the way that we do church because we're actually pulling back and the Lord is pruning away the things that do not bear fruit. The things that are hindering you from being able to actually fulfill the vision that the Lord has for your life. And he's actually causing us to repurpose. See, what repurposing is, it's actually to adapt something which something that was for a new use. So we went in with Mudpenny. We saw this building, and I, I, I saw through the dust. I saw through the dirt, and I saw, you know what? I see that this building, even though it's in the middle of an industrial area, I believe that there is a different purpose for this building that we could do. And so we started to readjust, and we started to, you know, it, it took me getting opinions from other people starting to find out from other experts what it was that we could actually do with this building. And I heard this scripture the other day of what is happening in this season. It's, it's in Proverbs 20, verse 5. It says, The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. See, I believe what's taking place in this season is the purposes that have been buried deep in our hearts are being drawn out as a result of this season. They're being drawn out after, as a result of going to those that are in our lives and starting to ask questions about what life is actually about. Because the things that we were doing that just became mundane, the things when we've taken our family, the, the vitalities of our family, and we've turned them into nothing more than manufacturing and distribution, those are getting restructured right now. When we've taken church and we've made it nothing more than manufacturing and distribution, we're opening the windows up once again. See, I believe where we're taking with our careers and they've been dumbed down to nothing more than manufacturing and distribution, where all it is is they're closed off and they're doomed to be completely abandoned and to carry out nothing more than destruction. The Lord is repurposing those places in our lives. He's repurposing the purposes that are deep down within our hearts that he has placed within us. See, I believe that each and every one of us have been able to take an inventory of what we are doing with our life and what actually matters as a result of this season. And you're gonna see more and more people changing careers. You're gonna see people changing positions into new ways. You're gonna see people that are changing the way that they are doing family because this season has brought a reality of what our families actually look like. This season has brought a reality of the strength that our families did or did not have. You see, as a result, I know, I'll speak for myself personally. I was, this season, it was different. It, it is different. It's crazy. I've got four children, like I said at the beginning of this, four girls, seven years and under. I've got seven, five, almost six years old in like a week or so. Seven, five, two, and what is she now? Three, four months old. Wild house. So I thought that I was raising my kids a certain way. I thought there were certain things about them that were, were really healthy. But my proximity to them <laughs> was showing me a different reality. And I realized that what I had in autopilot where, where with my parenting with my children, there were certain things that all I was doing was manufacturing and distributing. See, there, our lives were on autopilot and they were so full. And they were full of nothing. They were full of junk. 
And the building is being torn down and repurposed for the original intention to carry the vision that God has for us in this next season. And this is a time, in Ecclesiastes it says there's a time, Ecclesiastes 3.1, there is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens. And in this season, we have two things that are going on at the same time. Number one, we are having a new vision for our life. And number two, we are restructuring the thing that is going to carry that vision. You see, I believe that, that there's um, been such an emphasis, you know, on... Uh, in the beginning of this, we've talked so much about sin and idolatry that I believe that there was a, a really big emphasis that the Lord had on those things as, as we went into this season. You know, we, we had to go face first with our addictions. We had to go, you know, we, we had to go face first with, with the, the, the hatred that we may have had towards the people in our homes, the relationships that we had to start dealing with. And there was, there was a real big cleansing that took place as a result of sin. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, uh, uh, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. We were in a time where we were throwing off that sin that was so easily entangling us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we're, we're in this new season, we're in this new race, and we're throwing off this sin. But I believe as a result, we, we have turned the corner and we are now in the finishing season of this season. We are in the finishing. We're on the last leg of this run. And I believe that the very focus of this is not necessarily the, the main emphasis being us throwing off the sin, as you should continue to throw off the sin that's ensnaring us, but it's everything that hinders us. See, it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. We have, the ways that we have structured our lives, the things that we have started to focus on, started that were, which were once meant to fulfill the vision that God had for us, have now become the very thing that has hindered us. You see, because we've put it in autopilot, we've, we've, we've done things based on what other people said we should do, we have tried to be like other people, and we've created structures that are no longer serving the vision that has eternal value. And I believe as a result, we're going to come out of this season with fruit that is going to actually have eternal value and eternal significance, that there's going to be a restructuring and a repurposing in a way that is going to carry things that are going to go from generation to generation to generation, things that are actually going to win souls. Not The mundane of life is no more. It is time to get rid of the day-to-day doing the same kind of thing, doing it the same way, trying to get a different result. But there is actually going to be a new way. We have been, as, as an entire world, have been forced into a season that there is going to be a creative experience explosion that takes place. You see, the entire nation was shut down and had overnight had to be told to do something a new way. As a result, every individual person had to activate a place of creativity that they didn't have activated before. As a result, the entire world had to figure out a new way to live life. In order to do something new, to create something new, you have to be creative. And what we had to do is we had to actually rely on one another 
collaborate with one another. There's a collaboration that has taken place in this season that's beyond anything I have ever seen before. You know, myself and, and, and my mom, Pastor Kathy, uh, have been on calls with other pastors figuring out how to do this thing. You know, there's been for so long just such a weird competition that takes place with churches. And I believe that this is actually bringing a unity where we're saying, you know what, this has worked for me, you should try this. This, is, this didn't work for me, don't try that. And instead of trying to one-up one another, we're actually seeing collaboration with one another. Because the Bible says that the purposes, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. We're actually forced to draw insight from one another so that our true purposes are being able to be exposed and to come out into the light. You know, I was able to, uh, as I mentioned, I own a restaurant, I was able to call some different restaurants in town and figure out, you know, how are you guys doing? What are you doing? And it's not like, normally there's this weird suspicion when we've tried to do this before. And, you know, people are actually banding together. People are coming together and they're saying, you know what? There is a new way that we have to live life. There is a new level of wisdom that we have to use in this season. And it's forcing us to be creative in a way that we've never been before. You know, the, the, I was thinking about the creative explosion that's going to take place as a result of this. Because I really believe there's parts of our brains that have been activated that we have had dormant. And the first way that the Lord actually referred to himself in the Bible is as Elohim the God who creates. The first way that he decides to display his nature is to say that I am a creator. And now the entire world has been forced into the likeness of God in this season, has been forced into being a creative people. The entire world is displaying the first way that the Lord decided to reveal his nature to this earth. Let's think about that for a second. Something that the enemy thought that he could do was spread this virus around the earth, and instead people are starting to look more like God himself. Instead, people are starting to create in ways that they've never thought possible before. See, we saw this building, and we started tearing down. We started tearing back, and we started creating. And now if you walk into Mudpenny at our downtown location, you, well, you can't right now. You can look in the windows. But once you walk in, people will see these beautiful tin ceilings that we had restored that were covered up before by a drop ceiling. And they say, man, these tin ceilings are so cool. It's like, oh, they were already there. This building <laughs> just had to be repurposed. See, there are things in our lives, I'm not saying to get rid of everything in our lives, get rid of our families, right? I'm saying we have to restructure the way that we are doing family. We're being forced to restructure the way that we are doing church because I believe at the very end of this, there are going to be new businesses that are birthed. There are gonna be new ways of, of uh, new business models that are being birthed. I believe that there's gonna be new church models that are being birthed at the end of this season. I believe that, that because our family values are tested so much, I know so many people are saying how hard it has been to be at home. You know, before we were able to rebuild that location, we had to go through some deconstruction so that we could construct what the original purpose was for that building. You know, there's, there's been a tearing down of things that don't matter, and I just wanna encourage you, submit to the process. 
Submit to the process of the tearing down of things that don't matter. Submit to the process of the lane shifting that you may be going through, where it seems like, well, this is what I was doing. This is, this is the position that I've always been in. The Lord is repurposing you into new positions. The Lord is bringing forth the, the desires in his church's heart so that we would bear eternal fruit. So submit to that process. Submit to the deconstruction so that a new way of life can be built that will house his glory in a way that we've never been able to house it before. We as North Americans like to, to, to just get busy, to build big things. The thing about this building is that it was an addition added on to the original purpose that took the eyes off the purpose that that building had. We as Americans like to, to build something bigger and bigger and bigger, and instead what happens is we become so focused on maintaining that structure that we built instead of that structure serving the purposes of God in our hearts. And so there is going to be, as a result, as I said, a new way of doing church. There are things that are being cut off. There's going to be a new way of doing family life. And I believe that there are family values that are going to be instilled so that you could actually carry the generational blessing that we have been called to carry. There are things that we're seeing in our family's lives that we're being exposed. And I know for, for my family I can speak to, I can speak about is that we, as a result of this season, my daughters, man, they have, I have never seen them worship the way that they're worshiping right now. I have never seen them pray the way that they're praying right now. I'm talking about seven years old, five years old, two years old. Even my two-year-old wants to pray with us. The second we start praying, she goes, hold my hand. Hold my hand. Hey, hold my hand. And she starts yelling at us like, okay, we're going to hold your hand. And then at the very end of it, we say amen. She goes, amen, amen. But there's something that's being instilled in the family values in our house. At the beginning, there was, oh my gosh, was it loud and crazy. And there was a lot of friction in the beginning of this. So we had to figure out what we were doing that we thought we were doing right, and we had to restructure. We had to restructure the way that we were living our lives, the way that I was parenting. Right here, I had to look in the mirror and say, you're doing this wrong. This is the way you need to do it now. And so it took step by step of tearing down the ways that I had been parenting and re, uh, rebirthing a new way of parenting so that my family would actually be healthier. And I believe as a result, people are going to come out of this healthier than they were going into it, as long as you submit to the, to the process that God has. I believe that this time, you know, we've heard of uh, the great reformation and great awakenings. This season, we're going to look back and be like, that was the great revealer. This season is revealing everything in our lives that is not serving the, the eternal purposes that God has over our lives. And I believe that even businesses, as they're being reformed and, and, and remade and redone in churches and families, everything, everything that we're doing, our careers, as they're being restructured and repurposed, I believe that there's going to be such an eternal fruit that's going to bring forth salvation, that's going to bring forth healings in people's lives, that are going to bring forth restoration to families, that are going to bring restoration to relationships, where things are are actually built around 
serving the purposes of God and not serving the purposes of our convenience and the purposes of our wallet. I believe that there is going to be such a new emphasis placed on what we are putting our hands to in this next season because everything else, we realize how quickly our lives can just change. We realize how short this life truly is and I want whatever I do to have an eternal significance and an eternal value so that I didn't just go home to Jesus and say, well, I got through that day the same way that I did the day before. And I just busied myself and I spent time on things that had no eternal significance. Because there's gonna, there's a, a revealing that has taken place that is going to bring eternal significance to all of our lives. Turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter two. And I believe that this is the call to the church. Verse two says this, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. Like I know you're doing a lot of good stuff. You have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. You have persevered and have patience and have even labored for my name's sake. You're doing this all for me. This is the Lord speaking to the church. He's saying you're doing all of this stuff with good intention. You're doing this all for me. You're doing it for my name's sake. And you've not even become weary. You're still pushing along. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. See, the original purpose of this building was that I was supposed to be opened and be transactional. And I believe this is to the church, for our families, for everything that I'm speaking about today. Let this speak to your heart for whatever it is that the purpose and the plan has that, that God has over your life. This building was open, it was transactional, there was human interaction that went place, that took place, and then it was closed down. The windows were closed, and nothing happened in there except for a routine, a mundane routine that took place. And I believe many of our lives have been closed down and minimized to manufacturing and distribution. The Lord says, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. It's time to open up again. It's time to allow the Lord to actually move in love through our lives. The whole purpose of why we're here on the earth is for people. The whole purpose of why we are walking, why are we are doing the, same, the things that we are doing is not for the sake of the structure, it's for the people within that structure. It's not just to have a family to have a family, to tell people you have a family. It's not just to go to church to go to church. It's not just to have a career to have a career to have a 401k that just got cut in half. That is the reality, is that things around us can change in an instant, but what cannot change is my relationship with the Lord and my love that I have for people. Nevertheless, you have left your first love, and this is a call home. This is a call back to the love that we have for the Lord so that we would actually repurpose our lives so that it facilitates the love of Jesus Christ to flow through our lives to bring eternal significance. In Luke chapter 10, it says this in verse 41 and 42. We, we know that Martha was, was, was working all around and she wanted to impress Jesus. She wanted to do all these things to show Jesus how good she really was. And he says to Jesus, or Jesus says to Martha, in verse 41, Martha, Martha, you have worried, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And it was Mary sitting there at Jesus' feet. 
I believe all the things in our life that had no eternal value have been torn away, are being broken down, and we're getting called back to the feet of Jesus. We're getting called back to that one thing that matters, and that's to sit at the feet of Jesus with the one who is truly love. I thought it was so perfect what what, uh, Max had said during that communion message. He has displayed his love for us in such a magnificent way. And he's calling us back just to love him that he could love us. So we could have this intimacy with him. Don't allow as things start to open up just to go back to the busyness of life. Don't allow in this finishing season to let those hindrances come back in your lives. Let's make a commitment today to continue to remove those hindrances that are pulling us away from the feet of Jesus. To remove those hindrances that are just getting us busy and our eyes on doing good works and our heart hardened. Let's go back to the love that Jesus had for us to the love that he has for us every single day and continue to repurpose those areas of our lives, to bring back, to instill those strong family values, to remember why we even do church, to remember why we're even in the careers that we're in. It's to serve people, to display the love of God and to bring the kingdom of heaven to this earth. Let's build the kingdom on this earth together. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this season, Lord, for the time of the tearing down, for the season of both a tearing down and a building up happening all at once. It's like we're on a roller coaster. One day you build something new, the next day you're tearing something else down. The next day you're building something new, the next hour you're tearing something new down. Lord, we submit to your will. We submit to the process of this season. Lord, continue to show us and to remove those things that hinder our love towards you to remove those things that are hindering us from walking in the purposes that you have placed in our heart that will actually bring eternal value and an eternal significance, Lord, that will bring salvation to those that are around us, that will bring a hope to the hopeless, Lord, that will bring love to those that are in need of love, that will bring uh, a restoration to families that are broken, Lord. Let us focus on those things, Lord, and remove everything else that hinders us from those purposes of bringing your kingdom here upon this earth. Lord, we love you. We are so, so grateful for you. We thank you for this season. Thank you for the honor and the privilege to even be able to go through it, Lord. That you have counted us as worthy to walk through the season like this, one of the darkest seasons that I know that many of us have ever been through and maybe ever will go through. But all that's doing, Lord, is causing your light to shine even brighter. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about The Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.